This is an interesting story that we're going to get into here. It's an Ontario story, but I think a lot of us are fascinated by these kinds of things, especially, I mean, true crime, I think is probably one of, if not the most popular genres of podcast. Um, and motorcycle gangs are another thing that we all seem to, I mean, just think of Sons of Anarchy and all the rest of it. It's something that we pay a lot of attention to, right? Organized crime uh, fascinates a, a lot of people. I'm not sure what it says about us, but we know that crime does. But right now in Ontario, uh, police there are saying that people should avoid engaging with anybody involved in biker gangs. They shouldn't even dress in a way that may confuse them as possibly being involved with biker gangs in some way or another. After violence broke out between two rival motorcycle clubs there this week, um, serious enough that they're saying, hey, don't wear anything gang-related. You could become a target. Saturday evening... Police say a fight broke out between two gangs in Cornwall, Ontario. The gangs are the outlaws and the loners. Three people were injured, two of them with stab wounds and another with gunshot wounds. Two days after that, the outlaws' hangout in Brockville, Ontario, was torched, badly damaged in a fire that then spread to nearly a dozen other homes in the area. So uh, there's fears of a biker war erupting in Ontario and, you know, warnings to the general public about it don't happen all that often so let's see if we can't find out what's going on we're going to speak with peter edwards who is a crime reporter with the toronto star and also the author of a number of books relating to biker gangs in canada peter thanks so much for being here i appreciate your time i appreciate being on your show uh it's a really interesting story first of all what's going on there do we have any idea how this war got started was it as simple as a fight and it stemmed from there or was there something that led up to it before that um the actual skirmish they could have just bumped into each other and decided to be rude or it could have been targeted but um the underlying thing is the toronto uh, montreal drug corridor is a, a very lucrative one and um the Hells Angels have the big cities locked up, and so these guys are fighting for the second tier. Okay, let's talk about the two gangs that are involved here. The Outlaws, the Loners. What do you know about them? I think I've heard of the Outlaws, maybe, but I don't think I've had any contact with the Loners before. What do we know about these two groups? Uh, the Outlaws have been around forever. They're kind of like the Monty Python joke, you know, we're not dead yet. Like, they always seem like they're going to go under, and then they don't. Um, the Loners are, uh, are a big deal, but they're quite localized. They... Um, they're quite close to the mob north of Toronto, and some of them um, graduated to the banditos who were wiped out about 20 years ago. And so the, the loners are a tough group. What I find interesting about this is the the loners have expanded east. Now they've got um, people in Ottawa, and they've also got a chapter that's, that's called the Nomads. And being a nomad means you're allowed to go anywhere. You don't have to stick around the clubhouse. Okay. What are they involved in? Do we know? What's sort of their area of expertise? Uh, there'd be a bunch of things, but it, it, the big uh, the big money maker would be cocaine. And um, Hell's Angels have the university towns wrapped up pretty much, but these guys have the cities, uh, you know, twenty five thousand, yeah. fifty thousand, that sort of thing. Um, so, if if it tipped off with the initial skirmish, and then we saw the retaliatory attack on the clubhouse in Brockville, is that the end of it, or where do you think it might go from here? No, this will this will go on and on. Uh, um, I mean, this. Um, they would have taken both sides would have taken on new members during the pandemic and they they're not really battle tested and so this is a chance for people to um to show that there is somebody it's um 
uh, these guys aren't good at turning the other cheek. So I, yeah, I'll be I'll be watching. But but at the same time, Peter, when you're talking about biker gangs, this kind of activity is typically something they try and avoid almost at all costs, right? I mean, they don't want this kind of attention. Uh, the Hell's Angels don't. I mean, they yeah. want to make money. They um, Hell's Angels are probably laughing right now, thinking these guys are drawing the heat and they get to go on doing sure. business. The Hell's Angels have condos in Mexico. They're they're on a higher level. What they don't want though is this to heat up so much that budgets go up for biker enforcement, and then they get they're back in the limelight. Um, this this warning to the public that doesn't happen very often for the OPP to come out and say, "Hey, listen, you need to keep your head up because this this is happening." How surprising was that for you? Uh, unfortunately, it's kind of what you expect. There's a lot of people going around trying to look like bikers and trying to act like bikers yeah. and wearing support shirts, and they're kind of laughed at by the bikers, but they um, uh, could get hurt. There's a kid in Montreal who was killed. There was a, uh, a woman in B.C. who was paralyzed. Like, it is a real thing. They they have very um, heavy-duty weapons. I saw some of them last week, and so they have military-style weapons, and they're, they're, these aren't skilled marksmen. No, exactly. Uh, is there history here, or is this is this a brand-new war that's broken out in the motorcycle gang culture of Canada? Have these two gone at it before? Uh, this is kind of a new thing, but it but it's logical. I mean, it's it's the battle for the for second place, and um, it makes sense. I mean, they, they can only be one person dominating a place right. like Cornwall, and they're both wanting it. Do they affiliate? Like you say, you've got the Hell's Angels that are on a completely different level, and, and they'll just sort of sit back and let these two play this out. But I mean, could this could potentially spread to affiliates or you know different branches of these groups? Could this become bigger than a Cornwall issue? Oh, yeah, definitely. And this is, um, uh, the, the, the bad blood will carry on. I mean, like places like Timmins and, um, you know, frankly, Lethbridge, you know, like, like there's a lot of kind of mid-sized areas where, um, two groups want in and there's only really room for one. Lethbridge? Uh, you know, that it's the right size. I mean, like it's, it's, um, it's, it's got a university, but it's not huge. It's, um, not that far. Yeah, I mean, you can get to Vancouver, not too far. You can get to Edmonton, Calgary, not too far. It's um, the drug use in the pandemic didn't go down, right. and um, and and these uh, mid-level clubs um, started working the mid-level markets a lot better. Like they got a lot better at um, when the stuff got into the country, um, divvying it up among, among the small communities. It is amazing. I mean, if you you could learn something as a businessman watching the way that these groups sort of build these networks it's pretty i mean they'll get drugs anywhere it doesn't matter where you are in the country they'll, they'll make sure that if you're a customer they're going to provide you with the what you're looking for yeah if you just to swap um the, the lawyers for um, for guns you pretty much got the same <laughs> thing i mean you're serving a market it's uh, economics 20 just the dirty side yeah it really is it is amazing interesting stuff uh peter thank you so much for being here i appreciate your time